0: Hey, e-commerce trailblazers, I don't normally do this, but just had to because the growth insights you'll get from this resource are way too good to miss out. So right now, I'd like you to open up your favorite podcasting app and search for Lightning 50 or Lightning 50 e-commerce. It should pop up as a first result, the Lightning 50 e-commerce growth hacking podcast by Bright Pro. Hit follow or subscribe. Why? The Lightning 50 e-commerce podcast, especially the current season three is in my opinion, a hugely underrated e-commerce resource that is extremely relevant, not just for surviving, but for thriving in 2023. It is packed with battle-filled e-commerce growth stories from some of the most successful e-commerce brands and industry disruptors like Richard Longhurst, Thomas Hal robson Canu, and Kath Senior. Don't let these invaluable insights and strategies slip away. To subscribe, search for Lightning 50 or Lightning 50 e-commerce on your favorite po- podcasting app, or head over to brightpalcom slash lightning hyphen 50 hyphen podcast. So
1: in very concrete terms, we offer you a dashboard in which you see the LTV to CAC of everything you try immediately, right? Again, that doesn't really exist yet, uh, but because we can predict LTV before the first purchase, immediately after the first purchase, we can essentially say to you, "Look, last week you tested, you know, 50 variations on content of content with ChatGPT, and you ran on 10 channels. And here's the exact LTV to CAC, meaning the the 12 months LTV uh, total and average over the customer acquisition cost uh, for all these things. And you scale up what's working, you scale down what's not working." <laughs> D2C brands have heard for the last 15 years from all kinds of wise people, you know, investors, private equity. Oh, guys, LTV is the, the North Star. You need to do everything LTV, everything LTV. Um, but I think that the the, the the current metrics, the current LTV metrics that are in circulation, even the predictive LTV metrics are just not really amenable to, for example, change the way that I as a consumer-facing company interact with my customers. I I sort of talked about two different things, and I think you picked up on this. You know, One is the world today that RLTV enables you, which is really understanding the, the LTV to CAC of every channel in real time, putting more money into these things that work uh, on better signal right, on a, on based on a much better metric, and downspending things that don't work.
0: So, on today's episode, you're going to learn about real time LTV, which, according to our guest, is a North Star metric for e commerce. It's a great episode. You don't want to miss it. Do stay tuned. This is the 2X e commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Welcome to the 2x e commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell. In today's episode, we're talking with Toby Kornitzer. Toby is. Let me start, start out first by saying that if you are into data science, if you're into retention, this episode is a must listen to. And that's because Toby is a PhD at Stanford University with a background in researching like public opinion at the forefront of machine learning. He worked with, um, with Facebook um, prior to this, set up a... a a startup, um, you know, prior to this, and now he's using AI to determine what is called real-time lifetime value, that's RLTV, which essentially does not wait for data, for purchase data, like historic purchase data to determine your LTV. It, with machine learning and certain data points, determining... LTV based on the first purchase per channel so you could optimize four channels so in this episode I grill him as to what RLTV is how they come about the metrics and I think what was more insightful from this is other uses of our RLTV potential uses of RLTV into other e-commerce tooling or your e-commerce tech stack to make them more efficient at personalization i think that's where the real power is so this episode is really geeking out in in retention and toby knows his stuff and um he's he's, he's I, I didn't even mention his company it's accurate it's um and yeah it was a it was a decent conversation i have to say with with with, with toby um Claire, one thing he he mentions is, you know, you don't have to be a Facebook with regards to experimentation, but you must embrace a culture of experimentation to to really really get the most out of um, real time LTV. That's RLTV. It's it's an interesting concept, and I'm glad I'm covering it on this podcast first. In, you know. Um, before many other podcasts, I hope other podcasts haven't covered it yet. But but it is a very very interesting concept, and I'd encourage you to listen if um you know you're 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 very well into retention. I I recall our previous um in, uh, our previous episode was um, a masterclass on, on 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 essentially retention marketing with with Jess Chan. This is a follow up on on this North the new North Star metric according to Toby, um you know called real time L TV. So, so enjoy this episode and yeah, um, we'll catch you on the other side. Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Want to improve your e-commerce customer experience with the power of AI? Tidio, the highest rated live chat app on Shopify has you covered. With Tidio AI powered chatbots and live chat, You can automate up to 73 percent of recurring questions providing excellent customer support while creating a personalized shopping recommendation that increases your conversion rate tidio not only resolves tickets but also creates sales opportunities making it a must-have for e-commerce operators with dozens of e-commerce tool integrations and the ability to manage all communication channels in one dashboard tidio simplifies your customer interactions and with the Tidio Plus plan, you get a dedicated customer success manager to help you unlock the full potential of Tidio's features. Join over 300,000 businesses in revolutionizing your customer experience with Tidio. Head to tidio.com slash 2x for a special offer and try Tidio for free today. Hey Tobias, welcome to the 2X E-Commerce Podcast. Hey, Kumle, very, very excited to be on. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So where are you calling in from? Uh I'm actually today in
1: the uh gray, rainy city of San Francisco, which is just a typical summer for us over here.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I've been in San Francisco over um yeah, summer, and yeah, the the, the weather is a bit temperamental. So do you do you live in San Francisco full time or um are you are you passing by?
1: No, I do. Um uh, uh myself and the family live in San Francisco and actually uh, really like it. So uh for all these uh negative viewpoints on San Francisco, they're gonna provide a controversial slash conflicting opinion here.
0: Interesting. So you're a handful of Stanford University alumni I've I've had on on this podcast. Do you want to sort of Give your journey thus far. Um, what what what's what, what's brought you here? So you're your founder CEO of um, Occurate, which is essentially a it, it's it's a predictive AI type platform, which we're going to talk about. Um, there's there's lots to talk about there. But but what's been your journey thus far?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely say nonlinear. You know, a nonlinear journey. But uh, probably my background is best described as using data and machine learning to very specifically predict the effect of interventions on human behaviors. Um, yes, I did a PhD computational social science at Stanford. I was at Facebook Research for a little bit, working on something very similar, um, and then founded a company called Predictwise, uh, that is a data company, a targeting company in the political space. Um, really building out targets of persuadable, elastic uh, individuals that, that, that can be persuaded uh, using big data and machine learning. Um, and ultimately, without getting too much into, into that uh, too deeply, uh, got tired of US politics. Uh, maybe living in Europe, you'll understand the, just the, the noise of the discourse uh, is one that I think over the long term is not that beneficial to your health. Uh, I will disclose we are pretty cool as a company that is on the progressive uh, the here in the US, the liberal side of things, but I was always interested in, in understanding pain points of B2C companies, um, of, of consumer, internet consumer companies, and started working a little bit with with companies in that space after the 2020 election. And really that's where the idea comes from that we're gonna talk about and the big vision behind this company which is to develop a central KPI, uh, an organizing principle, if you, if you will, against which everything in the Internet-to-consumer space is measurable, scalable, comparable. Um, and that central KPI has become predictive real-time LTV, what we call RLTV LTV for us. Um, and that's very much at the core of, uh, of what AuCuret has been doing over the last two years.
0: Okay, so so that's a, a pretty huge mission in the sense that you know, um, in in commerce at least, most brands look at their LTV and the LTV to CAC ratio to to kind of offer guidance for for their strategy. Whether it's an annual strategy or whether it's a quarterly strategy, you you, you get your LTV, and and that would dictate how much you're willing to spend. From an acquisition standpoint, and you know, um it, it is almost like your ammunition. So if I hear you correctly, your your thesis here is is, is actually, you know, um what you lead with your company at Occurate is we should go a bit deeper by going for this R LTV, which is a predictive LTV. Do you want to sort of break down the difference between a standard LTV? most of our listeners are used to 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 this R LTV. How do they sort of differ?
1: Yeah, Kunle, I think that's a really, really important question. And I think there is probably a lot to unpack here. You know, I think uh D2C brands have heard for the last 15 years from all kinds of wise people, you know, investors, private equity. Oh guys, LTV is the the North Star. You need to do everything LTV, everything LTV. Um but I think that the the, the the current metrics, the current LTV metrics that are in circulation, even the predictive LTV metrics, are just not really amenable to, for example, change the way that I, as a consumer facing company, interact with my customers. And I think you alluded to that, right? LTV, even predictive LTV, the way that it is done now is much more of a guidance. I would say it's a diagnostic, right? The way by the way that most LTV machine learning works is you wait for purchase data coming in over you know, three, four months, and you can then project out what is the revenue of, say, Bob, who has been with your company in the last year, has bought regularly. What is the revenue that Bob will bring in over the next year? You know, again, that's a metric that is good for VCs if you want to sell the company. It's good for your overall strategy. You know, should you put more money into, for example, acquisition or retention? Yeah, these things can be answered. But of course, it will never change how you interact with your individual customers on a day-to-day, right? If you need that much purchase data to project out what the future revenue is, well, at that point, these guys are good customers. You probably don't want to do anything differently, right? If you've been a a client of a shoe company for a year, have regularly bought shoes, you're, you're a good customer as is. And if that's the first time I can come up with your LTV, well, not that interesting, right? We call that the applicability gap, okay? The mission behind our LTV, behind predictive real-time LTV, is really to close that applicability gap, is to offer LTV as a dynamic predicted metric that you can, and we have built certain applications on top of that really change the way that you interact with your customers early in the customer journey as a internet consumer company.
0: Okay. Um so how how do you do it?
1: How does the technology behind it work or what are the applications?
0: Yes, yeah. 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 So, so so how does it happen? How do you predict it in in real time?
1: Yeah. Um uh no easy answer to that because that has kept me up for probably the last 18 months, right? Um, we always were convinced that this sort of task, right, if we want to push LTV into a KPI that you can actually make decisions on, that kind of task uh, depends on the right data calibrated for the right machine learning, right, and (laughs) right machine learning calibrated for the right data. Um, What the right data is, and I'm not going to describe the whole journey as to, you know, how we came about. This was a more or less, a very dialectic and empirical process. But no,
0: well, I'm I'm open. I'm open to. I really want to. I'm I'm inquisitive. But okay. I want to know. You very know, good. Please just go go for it. Very good.
1: So we started with you know, if if we want to predict LTV, for example, before the first purchase occurs, that's what we're talking about here, right? Yeah. If we want to uh, predict a zigzag LTV that changes every day while the purchase cycle takes months, we obviously need external data that is not purchases. Um, the first idea kind of came from my last job. It was pretty much a stupid idea in retrospect is we had built out this massive database of demographics uh, using, starting with voter records, actually in the U S and we had said, okay, if we overlay that data with the customer data, we solve what we internally call this cold start problem. So particularly how can you predict LTV without any signal? You know, there is just nothing, right? Unfortunately, of course. This database that we built out is a very static database. Your demographics are going to change ever so slowly, right? Every year, you become a year older. At least that's true for me. I think it's true for most people. (laughs) Um, But there is just no dynamicism in there that you could exploit to get to that zigzag, always changing revenue potential, right? So ultimately, I think the answer came serendipitously, which I hate to admit, but I think that's the truth, uh, where companies that we've been working with started to send us more and more of what's called event stream data. So, you know, I think uh, a very easy um, uh, starting point to that is how many emails did you open, you know, telemetry data, behavioral data, um, things that actually inherently are dynamic. And we started to see a relationship between these data points and LTV. And ultimately, uh, what we have done is we've built out, a, I think, pretty sophisticated data collection technology we call that thing Occuboost, but that thing collects every behavioral data point on site that is related to LTV in a PII, in a privacy, in a, in a, in a personal identity-preserving uh, way. So I'm going to be a little bit more specific here. Um, say you are an anonymous customer who comes to a hair care site, and uh, you look at you know three five-star reviews, you spend 30 seconds on each, Uh, And then you go and you look at a specific one-star review and you spend five minutes there. It's that kind of data we collect that then goes into our big machine learning engine. Um, And maybe in closing, I'm going to describe the intuition behind the machine learning and I hope that starts to make sense. Oh, again, let's just assume you're coming to um, this haircare site. We're going to collect this behavioral data from you. What reviews you look at, what products you look at, Um, what pages you load, uh, what product display pages you look at, what educational content you consume for how how long, right? And then the machine learning essentially says, okay, kuhn data or ID 5712 stars data, right? Anonymized. uh, The digital fingerprints that, that that individual leaves behind, does it match the digital fingerprints in terms of purchasing data of existing customers or not? In other words, you know, do you behave just like a customer who spends a lot all the time based on your behavioral data on site? Or do you behave like someone who buys once and drops dead? Right? And with this sort of technology in the machine learning side, we can do two things. We can predict LTV before any purchase occurs with high accuracy, and that's a big component here, is validating the accuracy, and then update these predictions based on any engagement that you have with a brand not relying on purchase data.
0: Let's take a short pause to hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Hey, 2Xers, I want to take a moment to talk about a service that has made a significant impact on product launches for e-commerce brands. It's called TRED. TRED first hit the market in early 2020 and has since become the go-to financing option for over 500 brands, including big names like Rosum, in just one sentence, TREAD can be described as the ultimate solution for purchasing inventory, allowing retailers to sell first and pay suppliers later. As an e-commerce brand owner myself, I can't emphasize enough how helpful TREAD has been for our business. Their unsecured funding and credit model, which takes into account the current financial health of a business, has allowed us to access financing without worrying about collateral. We've improved our cash flow by avoiding upfront supplier payments and freeing up funds. This has enabled us to invest in larger orders, expand our product range, and even negotiate supplier discounts. And let me tell you, the flexibility is amazing. Tread offers a pay-as-you-go model with a flat and transparent fee, which means you only use it when you need to. No hidden cost or long-term commitments, just a simple and effective way to manage our inventory financing. The best part? Tread works independently of e-commerce platforms and requires minimal onboarding. It doesn't matter if you're a founder, CEO, CFO, or part of the finance team. Tread can be a game changer for your business. With taglines like sell first, pay suppliers later, and snooze your supplier invoices with Tread, it's clear that TREAD is all about empowering businesses like ours to import the goods we need now while handling the invoice and allowing us to pay up to 120 days later. So if you're in the e-commerce space and looking for a smart, flexible financing solution, I highly recommend giving TREAD a try. Visit their website on T-R-E-Y-D dot I-O yd.io to learn more and get started today now let's get back to the show it's it's very interesting but from my perspective with the information you have from you know predicting you know data about what you know um, user id pip you know um, 101 um, is worth Essentially, how's that going to change how I market? So with with LTV or or, or my cat to L T V ratio, I know that okay, um if my LTV is five hundred dollars over an eighteen month period, typically with a with a customer and you know, um, my my margins are so much. You know, um, then I am willing to spend, say, two hundred dollars on any acquisition comp- on any acquisition platform to, to to acquire them. So so that dictates my my budget. It, it dictates, um, you know, the the ads I, I I create. So it gives me insight to prepare and, and execute. But if this data is coming in real time. Is, is that not just data overwhelm um, what what do you do in real time, particularly for a first time customer um how does that feed into decision making you know um, the the problem with with analytics out there is we 're overwhelmed with with data and we don 't know what to do with, with data so, so how are best in class brands using this data effectively um, to, 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 to to essentially make more money or um, you know um or, or attract the, the you know more of the the, the customers who 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 um align with um with 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 with, with them from from a revenue and an even value standpoint super important question again i think we can call that the applicability gap right and i think it's it's
1: super important that we have an opinion on that right i think it's super important to uh, to avoid the trap of saying here is an api and real time ltv now go have fun um and I, I think we learned that the hard way a little bit. we've built two core applications uh on top of r l t v that really our customers use in a proven with a proven track record of changing the way that they're engaging with their prospects and customers to generate revenue um and here's what they are I'm maybe gonna go i'm I'm gonna go with one and then I'm gonna stop there and we're gonna talk about the second one maybe later, but I sure. think the first one is one thing that you alluded to, which is uh, being able to evaluate acquisition strategies on this North Star metric of El to CAC. So what is the value, the monetary value of the customer, say, in the first 12 months, divided by how much money did I spend to acquire that customer, right? The big difference is we can do it in real time. And now I think it's important to address what the status quo approach is that most direct-to-consumer companies have to rely on, right? And I think we can make this very concrete. Say you acquire two customers from Google, right? All you can really do is say, hey, those are two conversions. And on the, for the same money on Facebook, I got one conversion. So I'm going to go with the two conversions and I'm going to spend more money there. But that's not what you want to know, And I'm going to try to get a little mathematical without getting too mathematical, right? I think, uh, Kunle, if you allow me to really understand why optimizing on conversion is short-sighted, we have to do a little bit of background math. Are you okay with that?
0: Sure, let's do it.
1: Let's do it, okay. So let's keep this in mind. We're going to close that parentheses here at the end, this why conversion optimization, which is all you can do is a bad idea, right? Oh, I think we're going to have to go back to the principles of revenue. The principle of revenue distribution in a direct-to-consumer company is governed by the Pareto principle. That thing states that uh, um, 80% of the effect is generated by 20% of the cause. So in this case, it means that 80% of the revenue comes from 20% of, the, of your customers. And I think if mm-hmm. your listener base takes one thing away from this, from this conversation, it should be that one, right? That means that your high-value customers generate 16x in sale compared to your regular customers, right? Now, that's a big mm-hmm. difference, and it turns out it's a much bigger difference than conversion. Again, you know, we can do a little bit of math, but the difference between getting the right conversion and the wrong conversion And getting any conversion versus no conversion is 4x, right? Make this a little bit more concrete. Our our previous example, you're now optimizing over the campaign that got you two conversions versus one, right? But if the one Mm -hmm. conversion would have converted a high value customer, you're actually missing out by a factor of 8x, right? And Mm -hmm. that is really what RLTV is. It allows you to evaluate acquisition strategies, not by conversion not by the initial sales data but by the predictive revenue that each customer brings in in the first 12 months it gives you a much more complete picture and ultimately and this is sort of going going long but it helps Google and Facebook to optimize their bidding in ways that weren't possible before because we're able to tell Facebook look you brought you're looking at bob um, you know, Bob's LTV will be $60, so dear Google, your bidding strategy now can be much more efficient, right? And I think the overall story here is that either based on platform optimization, um, but even if you just do channel strategy optimi- optimization based on our LTV to CAC, uh, you can really uh, increase your revenue based on the acquisition campaigns that you run compared to the status quo
0: you uh, know you're speaking our language when you you brought the facebook and google um you know examples into into play so does that mean that um you know with with our curates, with with your platform that you're able to sort of push that data in real time back to 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 advertising channels um you know such as 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 facebook particularly or, or the meta platform? So they're fed more information from a conversion standpoint, and then your predicted LTV. And how, how do, if, if yes, how does that happen? Yeah. So
1: I want to make clear here that I'm hurt. Uh, uh, that is obviously a very smart question and shows that you have a lot of experience in the space and, and know what you're talking about. Um, I, I sort of talked about two different things, and I think you picked up on this. You know, one is the world today that RLTV enables you which is really understanding the, the LTV to the CAC of every channel in real time, putting more money into these things that work uh, on better signal, right? On and on based on a much better metric and downspending things that don't work. Now, I alluded right. to something that you picked up on correctly, which is ultimately the ability to push that LTV, that RLTV back into the acquisition platforms and then change their internal optimization procedure. That's a different thing. Right. If we can do that, then Google can really adjust its bidding strategy. And this is what happens under the hood, right? On your behalf, Google is placing a bid based on every prospect on your behalf, just happens in the black box, right? If we can do that, then we can give Google and Facebook the power to do this with efficiency and, and, and knowledge and accuracy that just never have been there before. And we think we can do that. Okay. I think that's quite revolutionary. Ultimately, how does something like that work? Well, without going too much into the details, um, there is a way in which we can establish a feedback loop between the acquisition platforms, individuals that come to your direct-to-consumer e-commerce site and their LTV and push that back in real time. Um, And ultimately, this process that I just alluded to uh, on these acquisition platforms, adjusting their bidding with this data that just hasn't been there before, this is something that's called value-based bidding. Now, um, yes. we have to do some R&D around that. To me, there is very high hope that this will actually change the status quo of acquisition. Facebook was my, for- uh, my former uh, employer. We know that this is where these platforms are going. That's where they spend their money on, right? If something like that will work and we figured out the technology to do that, which we've already done, I think will revolutionize the way that acquisition has been happening for the last twenty years. But my suggestion, Kundli, before I get ahead of myself as a CEO of a company, which is sort of my job, um, we want to be careful. Our background here is in academia. We're very big on R and D and testing. Um, If that test comes positive, uh, I suggest we do a two and a half hour podcast around that.
0: (laughs) But they they are value based lookalike audiences on on meta advertising. Um, I believe from what I'm reading here. There's there's an SDK, um, and from past experience, we we used to essentially upload CLTV data, but that was exported from you know platforms such as Shopify, so it was static and it was not real time. You know CLTV. And Kunle, let me well, ask
1: you, uh, it or let let me make a guess here because we've tried this sure. for many times as well. It didn't
0: really mm-hmm. work. Um. Sometimes it, it worked marginally. It, it it was not like a 50%, yeah. you know, a double type thing. It, it was, you know, marginal. It, it all depends on, on whether you've maxed out that audience or not. Um, but yeah, it, it was relative. It, it didn't always work. It worked sometimes. Um, uh, so so uh, I, I guess what I'm trying to get to, Tobias, is do you think that... Um, there's going to be mass adoption of real-time LTV. It's not my first time actually hearing about real-time LTV. I've just not paid sufficient, you know, um, um, you know, um, focus on it to, to 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 really. In fact, it's my first time in public actually speaking to the topic. But do, do you see the focus in general um, moving to real-time LTV? Do you, do you think? you know, platforms like, 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 like Shopify Plus will, will or even third party tools, I know Accurate is, 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 is well into this, will, 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 will essentially be, be feeding this data, you know, and, and then would acquisition channels also um, be utilizing this data fed to them, you know, from. Um, from 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 their customers um, or advertisers um you know um, websites or assets um, wh- where do you see this playing out in the future and 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 how are your customers your best in class customers using you know this this data I- effectively because it's it 's all well and good um you know knowing about this in in theory but the question is applicability and um and just essentially using it to to for for competitive advantage
1: yeah i think two questions that we should maybe dissect a little bit take apart i'm going to i'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. Uh, make some notes now too because my brain is my memory at least my short-term memory is not what it used to be so it's a very
0: long ago. like winder question um, i'm notorious for for that
1: um but you know i'm a good note taker and i like long questions so there we go i'm going to start with the first one which is the you know wh- how do we see uh, uh the future and you know yes i think you describe it very well i'm convinced that this will be the future i'm convinced that a metric like RLTV uh, will become. Uh, the kpi that is that is an anonymized kpi that exists everywhere in the ecosystem from uh, uh shopify to being pushed to ad platforms uh to being the organizing principle within the b2c companies uh as well i think it's going to have a lot of downstream effects by the way you know i am i hope that we're the one who bring it about um but that may not be the case you know it may it may be in two years it may be in three years i'm convinced that it'll go there um, and it'll have a couple of downstream effects. I think the big downstream effect is you have all these smart tech companies, ad tech companies that are focused on uh, what I will call a misguided derivative of LTV. Maybe it is conversion, right? Lots of lots of uh, platforms out there that say we're going to increase your conversion rate by one x or or ten percent or something like that uh, by factor of by, by adding one x or or ten percent or something, and. It's appealing right now to D2C brands because that's a the language they've been speaking for a long time. But as we just outlined, it's the wrong thing to focus on, right? Absolutely the wrong thing to focus on. Uh, another example, um, be, uh, and I should maybe specify this again, because a conversion is not made equal to conversion. You get a 16x conversion, it's a big difference from getting a 1x conversion in terms of monetary power of the customer, right? Another example product recommendation tools. Many, many product recommendation tools out there that do something in the black box based on some correlative analysis. I think that ultimately the penetration of RLTV as organizing principle will mean that all these sort of adjacent tools that don't really speak to each other will ultimately disappear. And I think it'll be for the better uh, for D2C companies that I think are are helplessly overwhelmed by all kinds of software solutions that address little its and bits of their customer journey, Mm -hmm. of their pain points, but never the whole damn thing. Um, and I yeah. think it'll make that market better. Uh, I do think that obviously the, the foundational principles of D2C still apply, which is build a good product that customers like. <laughs> that's, nobody talks about that, but that's always, I think, the necessary condition to do anything. And frankly, in my journey, I've seen a lot of folks that haven't done that. You know, when investors invest a lot of money in D2C companies, we've seen companies that had a higher cost of goods sold versus a sales price, you know, where, where the optimal number of customers was zero. Right, so I think that the, the, that plus the foundations of building a consumer-centric product will, at some point, displace everything and will be the future of everything. Just the question is when, and the question is how. And I hope we have yeah. a role in this. Right, so yeah, that's um, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so I'm not a futurist, but but I really see a, a, a use case here for for our LTV, um, you know, based on the fact that it is the metric feeding SaaS solutions, SaaS-based solutions for D2C consumers rather than a metric that feeds into like immediate decision making by the e-commerce manager or e-commerce marketer or what have you. I think if you have if if you use real-time, you know, LTV as fuel to power up essential modules like cross-selling upselling um to power up acquisition to pa- power up um you know um personalized personalization in real time um so 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 it's it's really you know um it's really existing at the data layer infrastructure and feeding feeding all of this and it's proprietary and unique and um, it's acceptable you know single source of truth for so many tools. They'll more efficiently deliver what they're meant to deliver to D2C merchants. I think because those tools are more efficient in working in real time to to optimizing user experience as compared to me, I'm sat in my dashboard as an e-commerce manager. I'm getting real-time LTV. What the heck am I going to do with it? But if if that's just piped into tools that I've put out there, automation tools. And, and and this is a nice segue into into ChatGPT. If that, that's sort of well, fed I, I into do, all these tools I, <laughs> and apps, then.
1: I, I think that's an excellent point. I don't want to interrupt you, yeah. I? but I, sure. I think no, what you're, what you're describing it, yeah. is RLTV as the base layer of a uh, completely vertically integrated stack of technology tools. And I Correct. could not agree more. You know, Correct. We don't need to do all of it, right? Our vision is really to, and I think you said it very, very well, to make RLTB the fuel, that single source of truth. And you know, if if there is a uh, a churn tool on top of that that uses derivatives of that metric, that's great. If there is an upsell tool, a product recommendation tool that uses this metric or builds derivatives off of that metric, that's great. And I, you know, I I think that. Um, Yes, I think that probably provides a little bit more detailed vision uh, of of what I just outlined. I think you're absolutely right on this.
0: Interesting, super interesting, and and then the 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 other bit of. Of the the question, the original question. Now, now I've I've, I've lost my chain of because I, I I broke you I broke you off um, myself, uh, which I apologize I, for that. I have a note on this. Uh, um yeah. is I think you also asked it.
1: How how are our customers using that? Yeah, data your best now? in class
0: customers. Um, using and I, it it, it um, actually it's
1: it's it's a nice connection to the to to this sort of stipulation on the future because you know we have to obviously start to build some of these vertical integrations ourselves, right? And we right. decided to uh, uh, to basically have two vertical areas of integration. One is really that evaluation of all acquisition strategies, right? So in very concrete terms, we offer you a dashboard in which you see the LTV to CAC of everything you try immediately, right? Again, that doesn't really exist yet, uh, but because we can predict LTV before the first purchase, immediately after the first purchase, we can essentially say to you, look, last week you tested you know, 50 variations on content of content with ChatGPT and you ran on 10 channels. And here is the exact LTV to CAC, meaning the, the 12 months LTV uh, total and average over the customer acquisition cost uh, for all these things. And you scale up what's working, you scale down what's not working. We have some really nice case studies out there. I think one with Good Clean Love shows that uh, these guys increase the number of their high LTV customers by 19% just doing that with them Outsize effects on revenue north of 15%, right?
0: So, um, so is this split testing in copy, on-site um, copy?
1: If you will, yes. It's it's essentially whatever you run, we're agnostic as to what you run. But but we give okay. you, you know, even if you say, and this was the case study that we have, I'm going to run ads on 15 channels, that's what I usually do. Uh, mm. We then put the dashboard on top and say, look, channel 1, 2, and 3 have last week had an LTV to CAC of 7 to 1, put your money here. And of course, next week, that may look very differently because channels change all the time, right? Acquisition platform algorithms change all the time. So, allowing yeah. you that dynamicism uh, in really redistributing your money in a much more efficient yeah. and time granular manner.
0: Yeah, there's also the challenge of like um, creative. So, um, if you just perhaps plugged into your Facebook for a winning creative, um, it, it might just, you know, um, spike those metrics up from from facebook as yeah over time okay that that makes that makes a, a lot of sense that that makes a lot of sense um so for people who want to find out more about accurate um you're, you're on accurate.com which is dot com. what's a sweet spot for um for for D2C brands that that um work with you what sorts of D2C brands really benefit from the the data and, um, you know, the services you you offer?
1: Yeah, first of all, you know, uh, first question, you're right. Uh, You can find a lot more at Acura.com, O-C-U-R-A-T-E.com. You can also drop me a note. I'm always interested in having conversations such like this conversation that I tremendously enjoy, but with founders of D2C brands, talking about predictive analytics, the future of AI, uh, organizing principles. Uh, homogenization, all these topics that we hit now, drop me a note at T-O-B-I, Toby, at ocular.com. Um, and, and, you know, this is how we can get that conversation started. I always love to have those. Um, as to what are the right... Uh, uh, what do you have to be as a D2C company to fully take advantage of what we have to offer? You know, I say, I'd say two things. You know, the applications that we build out really lend themselves to... Uh, spending money on acquisition. If you don't spend any money on acquisition, you know, uh, you you probably don't need to sweat evaluating acquisition strategies correctly. That's one. I think the other use case really that we're after, which we haven't talked about much, is actually one that's really near and dear to my heart, is offering a central uh, measurement variable, a central criterion against which you can evaluate all your A-B tests that you run internally. I think... There is lots, you know, running experiments and coming up with an experimental program is hard, right? We offer RLTV essentially as a one-stop metric that allow you to run them faster, make them comparable, and understand the effect on revenue pretty much in real time. If you want to leverage that value proposition, Kunle, that's the other big application that we build out, you know, the other, our other selective, more vertically integrated approach in experimentation. Um, You obviously need to have a culture of experimentation. Right? I don't yeah. think you need to have as mature uh, an experimentation program as Facebook, for example, did, where mm-hmm. you know learned a lot of the, the, the lessons that we're now applying. But you should have a culture of experimentation in your company. And then I think it's a great use case to do all the experimentation against a more efficient outcome, which is RLTB.
0: And do you plug... So, so how does like a VWO, which is... Um... <laughs> what, the VWO, which is like a, um, a a split testing platform, a CRO platform. How does it sort of get the um, real time LTV from yourselves? So How do you work with? Great the, the Third party. It actually works
1: the other way. So you you just you don't you run your experiments however you want to run them. We can mm-hmm. log the what's called the individual level treatment assignment, which is all we need to know, right? We need to know whether ID two one five was a member of the control group or actually got the treatment. We can log right. that to the way that we collect data. And then all these experiments can be evaluated on the oncurate platform. But the nice thing, you know, we don't have to worry about how we get the data from X to Y. We need to push the data into these platforms, which is notoriously hard. I right? can't really push data into Optimizely uh, on these others. We can just log it passively um, and, and you can simply evaluate these experiments on our platform, much more quickly and in a much more comprehensive and exhaustive manner through RLTV.
0: Tobias or Toby, it's been a pleasure <laughs> having you on the 2 X E Commerce podcast. I will link to all in the show notes and um, also your social. I think you're active, quite active on, on LinkedIn.
1: Uh, thank you, Kunle, for having me. I, I am newly fairly active on LinkedIn, so we can also connect there, but I tremendously enjoyed the conversation and thank you for the excellent questions.
0: Incredible. Cheers.